Welcome to Scotland's Coefficient Podcast, the podcast about Scottish football teams in European competition. Welcome to the new season of Scotland's Coefficient Podcast, the podcast with a neutral and non-biased analysis and support of all of Scotland's football teams in European competition. This is episode three, titled The New Champions League. My thanks go to Sharon's man for introducing the podcast and for taking an egg pumping so gracefully. Thanks for introducing the podcast and I hope the walls and the couch are all cleaned up now. My name is Gavin and I run the Scotland's Coefficient Twitter page, currently with 19,900 followers. The link is in the podcast description, so if you don't follow the Twitter page, then please do and we can break the 20,000 mark. In episode 1, I tried to explain what Scotland's Coefficient is all about, and in episode 2, I gave a rundown of the finances all 12 SPFL clubs will receive from European football this season. This week's episode should hopefully be very interesting to anyone that doesn't know the ins and outs of the new format coming to all three European tournaments as of next season. While I'm going to discuss the new tournament format for all three tournaments, for ease I'll just be referring to the Champions League, and when I do, you know I mean in the Europa and the Conference Leagues too. The format is exactly the same for all three tournaments, with the only difference being the Conference League will still only play six matches and not eight matches like the new Champions and Europa League tournaments will. So, let's get started. Next season, the Champions League becomes the Champions League, instead of the Champions Eight Groups of Four Teams League. Although it's still not just a league for champions like in the olden days, but that'll never change now. I'm going to break the podcast into three main sections to discuss firstly, why are UEFA changing the tournaments? Secondly, what will the new tournaments look like? And thirdly and finally, if I believe this change will be good in general, and specifically, will it be good for Scotland's teams? So the first point, why are they changing? So UEFA were shit scared of how far along the plans for the breakaway 12-team Super League got in 2021. They were at risk of losing billions of pounds, so they hastily threw together change to try and appease the top European clubs so they can stave off this Super League for a little longer. Basically, so that UEFA can keep the big European teams in their own new Super Tournament and keep control of all the money. But why were the big teams interested in the Super League and how can these changes appeal to those clubs? So for clubs like Barcelona, who are over a billion pounds in debt, being offered a 300 million euros joining bonus and the same in earnings every year in the Super League was a no-brainer offer. Barca are always going to be in the top four in Spain, so will always qualify for the Champions League every year but the Super League money was going to be two or three times the money they could earn in the Champions League. And so for them and the other big clubs in Spain and Italy, it was all about greed and wanting extra money. 
Looking a bit closer to home now, and why were the English clubs interested? Apart from just sheer greed like the other European clubs, and don't get me wrong, it mainly was sheer greed, but there was also something else involved for the English clubs. Fear. The fear of not making the Champions League each year. That drastically reduces the revenues for the club and therefore how competitive they can be in the transfer market to stay within financial fair play rules. Unlike Spain, where Barca and Real can almost be assured of Champions League football every year, in England we now have Man City, Man U, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Newcastle, who will all class their seasons as failures if they don't get into the Champions League. And that's before you even look at brilliant teams like Brighton and Aston Villa. So really, in England, we're looking at at least a big seven rather than a big four. And obviously, seven teams into four Champions League spots doesn't go. So I can see why the boards of some of those English clubs agreed to join a Super League that they were guaranteed to be competing in every year. Especially someone like Tottenham, where a lot of fans were questioning how they even got invited, seeing as they haven't really established themselves as a permanent member of the Champions League. Fan pressure successfully managed to stave off this closed shop Super League, for the time being at least. But UEFA still felt they had to react. So then, to fend off the idea of the Super League, UEFA have created the new tournament with four extra teams, and therefore increasing the chances for the top clubs of getting into the Champions League each season. They haven't outright given England five spots, but they basically have, because two of the extra four teams will come from the top two performing countries in the coefficient rankings in the previous season. In six of the last seven years, England would have been in the top two. In ten of the last 12 years, Spain would have been in the top two. So most years, these two extra places will be going to England and Spain. On the odd occasion, it'll go to Germany or Italy. And on the very rare occasion, it might be France, Holland or Portugal, who've each had only one top two position since the turn of the millennium. It will never be Scotland, unfortunately. And if it was to be introduced this season, it would have been Liverpool and Atalanta of Italy who would have got the extra two spots. Lastly, the Super League teams claimed they wanted to have more regular and meaningful games between each other, as a lot of the biggest teams don't actually play each other in Europe that often. This new format addresses this, as every top team will now play two league matches against a fellow top team, and will play at least eight different teams each season, instead of the current three different teams in the current format. I'll explain how this will work shortly. For the big teams as well, more big games against each other means more television money in the new competition. The big leagues take the biggest slice of the broadcasting revenue, so long story short, I could have just said the reason was money. The big clubs want more broadcasting money, UEFA wants more matches, they'll now have 189 matches instead of 125, and therefore more advertising money. It was all about wanting more money. UEFA are expecting revenue to grow by at least 40% from the current 3.5 billion euros to about 4.5 to 5 billion euros in the new format next season. So that's the main reason for changing. Big bags of cash. So let's now discuss the second point. What the new tournament will look like. 
The first major change is it's now one big Champions League of 36 teams instead of eight groups of four teams. That's four extra teams and we'll return later to where the four teams come from, but as mentioned, two of them will be extra places for the top two leagues. First, let's discuss how a massive 36-team league, where everyone only plays eight games, will actually work. So it's one 36-team league based on the Swiss-style chess competition, where you don't play every team, but you all play the same number of matches. This will be eight matches per team, four home and four away. UEFA originally wanted ten matches, five home and five away, but the backlash of introducing four extra midweek matches into an already packed schedule meant that they backed down to only eight matches. In the current Champions League system, you only play six matches against three different teams from September to December, and this schedule of football will be broadly the same as the clubs will still only play six games before Christmas. So the extra two fixtures for match day 7 and 8 will be played at the end of January, with the knockouts starting two weeks after in February as normal. What this means for this year's Scottish champions, runners-up and cup winners is that unless the winter break is changed, the Scottish teams playing in Europe will be playing the last two match days straight after a three-week winter break, which could be a good or a bad thing in terms of freshness and fitness. But anyway, each club's fixtures will be drawn out of the pots. There will be four pots of nine teams, but essentially the pots don't matter anymore, which is quite revolutionary. This is because all 36 teams will play eight matches. One match against two different teams from each of the four pots. Each of your eight fixtures is against a different opponent, so that means you won't play every team home and away. I'll try and give a quick example of that and I'll try and keep it simple. So pot one will have nine teams. Let's say Man City, Real, Barcelona and Bayern are four of those teams. Pot four will have nine teams as well, including, let's say, the Scottish champions, which will be Rangers or Celtic, but I'll just say Celtic for this example. Celtic, Copenhagen, Young Boys and Galatasaray. From pot one, Celtic could be drawn against Man City and Real. They might get Man City at Parkhead and Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. They therefore wouldn't have to go to Man City's ground, and conversely, they wouldn't get to play Real Madrid at Parkhead. Where the big change is, is Celtic's opponents in this example, Man City, will also play two games against a pot one team. So Man City might draw Bayern and Barca, one at home and one away. So although Celtic are playing Man City and Real, Man City and Real might not be drawn to play against each other. Are you with me? Each team plays eight different opponents and your eight different opponents might not be drawn to play each other. The only stipulation is you can't be drawn against a club from your own country in the group stage. But due to the new complexity of the fixtures, any country with four or more clubs may have to play one match against another team from the same country. That's why the pots don't matter as much, 
as it doesn't matter what pot you're in, you'll still play two games against teams from your own pot. Whereas in previous years, if you were in pot one, it meant you could not play any other pot one teams until the knockout rounds. This time you'll play two pot one teams, just like a pot four team will. It also means that for Celtic or Rangers, likely in pot three or four, they will have two games against similar level pot three and pot four teams as well, one home and one away. So in the above example, Celtic could be drawn Real Madrid and Man City from pot one, but then also get Copenhagen and Young Boys from pot four. So that's where four of their eight games come from, with the other four to be made up against two teams from pot two and two teams from pot three. But I won't bother naming specific club examples, hopefully you get the idea now. Another good change with the pots, although they essentially don't matter anymore, pot one will be back to being actual pot one in terms of quality, with the Champions League winner and the top eight ranked clubs. In the current setup, the pot one clubs were the Champions League winners, the Europa League winners, and then the winners of the next six leagues. So that frequently presented situations where pot two teams were stronger than pot one teams. For example, you can only have one winner of La Liga in Spain, so one of Barca and Real would be in pot one, and the other would be in pot two. It's the same in England, where Man City would be in pot one, and then the other three English clubs, who would be of pot one quality, would be in pot two. If you look at pot one this year, we have the Dutch champions Feyenoord, who would only be a pot three team based on their coefficient. Rangers fans, here's a PTSD warning, but remember the Europa League final in 2022? Rangers were a penalty kick away from winning the Europa League and being a pot one Champions League team. Yet, when they made the Champions League through qualifying in the very same season, Rangers were a pot four team. So you could have had teams drawing the likes of Frankfurt or Rangers from pot one and Real Madrid or Liverpool from pot two, which always seemed quite imbalanced. So that's gone now, and it's back to pots being done by ranking, so the top clubs, based on club coefficient, each year will be pot one. I've mentioned that the pots don't matter as much in the group stage, as everyone plays two teams from each pot. But, for Scottish teams especially, coefficient and therefore seedings will still be vitally important in qualifying rounds for our clubs that have to qualify for these tournaments. So club coefficient is still really important in that respect to try and get ourselves seeded for the qualifying rounds and then it doesn't matter as much once we're in the group stages. Right, so hopefully you now understand that each club will be drawn against eight teams, two from each of the four pots with four home games and four away. After each club has played their eight fixtures, we will have a final 36-team league table. The top eight will advance automatically to a 16-team knockout round, and the next 16 teams, so the teams that finish 9th to 24th, out of 36, remember, they will go into a playoff round to decide the other eight teams in the last 16. Teams that finish 9th to 16th will be seeded and will draw one of the unseeded teams from 17th to 24th, with the seeded team getting the second leg at home. Teams who finish 25th or lower will be out of Europe with no drop-downs to lower competitions anymore. The eight teams that win their playoff match will progress to the last 16 and a draw which will be fully seeded all the way to the final. The playoff winners will be drawn against teams 1-8 to 
and this last 16 will be drawn as such that the team finishing first is on the opposite side of the draw from the team finishing second. Third will be on the opposite side from fourth, and so on. And they won't be able to meet again until the final. So, from the last 16 draw, each club will know their entire route to the final and possible opponents, and so we won't be subjected to any of UEFA's incredibly long draw ceremonies after the last 16. So that's roughly how the 36-team tournament will work, so I'll just briefly explain where the extra four teams are coming from. So firstly, League number 5 in the coefficient rankings gets three teams instead of two directly into the league format. The Netherlands are at present ranked 5th, but it has historically been France, so that'll be an interesting battle for the top five this season. If it was Holland that finishes 5th this season, then the team that finishes 3rd in the Eredivisie goes straight into the Champions League and skips the qualifiers. So this extra team from the 5th league could indirectly benefit our runners-up in qualifying as it removes one of the stronger teams from the qualifying rounds. The second additional team is the only team that will come from a lower-ranked league. The champion's path of qualifying will get one more team to qualify, and this is the champions of leagues 11 all the way down to 55. This means that in the champion's path playoff round, there would be five ties instead of four, and so an additional lower-ranked champion team qualifies. The level of team that normally comes through the champion's path in qualifying is teams like Dynamo Zagreb, Copenhagen, Salzburg, Young Boys, Malmo, Sheriff, Ferencvaros, basically the champions of any country outside the top 10. So for Scotland, if we drop out the top 10 and our champion goes back to having to play Champions League qualifiers, then this extra team directly improves our chances of getting our champion into the Champions League as one extra team goes through the qualifiers. The final two teams, I already mentioned this earlier, but these will be the top two ranking countries from the previous season, each getting a fifth team directly in instead of four teams. As mentioned earlier, that's almost always England and Spain, and sometimes Italy or Germany. Very rarely, it might be France or Holland. So what that means is of the 36 teams, it will likely be a direct entry for five teams from England, five from Spain, four from Italy, four from Germany, three from the Netherlands, and two from France. That's us at 23 out of 36 teams from the big six leagues alone. And remember, I'm only talking about teams going directly in. France or the Netherlands will have another club like PSV or Marseille in the qualifying rounds, so we could be looking at 25 teams out of 36 from the top six leagues which isn't great for the rest of us. And as mentioned earlier, the teams that finish 25th to 36th in the league are knocked out of Europe altogether, with no drop-down to the Europa League, as all drop-downs are now finished. So for a Scottish club to break into the top 24 that has that many teams from the top 5 or 6 leagues is going to be extremely difficult. However, we may see it happen every so often if we outperform sort of middle-level teams like PSV, Marseille, 
Leipzig, Benfica, teams like that that we, we've been competitive against in recent years, mostly. On to my third and final point of this podcast. Is the change good? Well, it hasn't been tried in European football before, so it's hard to say. But I believe it has the potential to be really good. A lot of people commented over the last few years that the Champions League was a bit stale, with the same teams getting through the groups, the top teams always qualifying after only four or five games, the pot four teams often bottom with very few points, and the last two group games becoming dead rubbers. That should now change, and we should see more meaningful games, as even on the final match day, teams will be fighting to finish at highest in the top eight to get the easiest last 16 draw, or fighting to stay in the top eight, fighting to finish from 9th to 15th to be seeded for the knockout playoff, or fighting just to get into the top 24 to reach the knockout playoff and avoid European elimination. You could say that it's unfair that you don't get to play everyone in the league, and you only get to play the teams that you do play once, so not the traditional home and away fixtures. But to that I would say, well, it's the same for all 36 teams, and all teams should get fixtures of a similar level of difficulty, so it's not really unfair as all teams have the same rules. In fact, I think the variety of teams and the grounds that you will visit, playing eight different teams every season, compared to playing only three teams at the moment, will be a great benefit for fans and players alike. The fact that you play two teams from each pot, I believe this is the best change, and this change, I think, should be really good for Scottish teams. This is because in the current format, Scottish teams are normally pot four in every competition, and you can't play any other pot four teams, which means every season currently, we are getting six games against the teams from the higher pots and against teams that are on paper much higher quality. This format gives us more chance to pick up points against similar ranked teams and have more enjoyable European nights. In the last 10 years, we've only seen two Scottish victories in the Champions League group stage. From next season, we could hopefully beat that total. For the TV watching fan, it's probably great. More meaningful big games every week, but probably they'll see their subscription price for the TV channels increasing over the years. For the matchday going fan, it means an extra two European games to try and pay for. One at home and one away, and these will be just after Christmas, so it won't be easy for a lot of fans. Another benefit is that each tournament should be showcased a bit better. This is because each of the three tournaments has one exclusive match week where the other two competitions won't have any games in that week. So there will be one week for each of the Europa League and the Conference League where they aren't just the Thursday night weaker tournament and their tournament games will play across the Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Therefore, it will take 10 weeks to complete the league phase even though there's only 8 games in the top two tournaments and there's 6 games in the Conference League. Financially, for the clubs, the tournaments will all be worth a lot more money, and as the games are spread out, means more TV money. Obviously, there's two extra group stage games, which is an extra home game of ticket sales, which has financial benefits. 
For the big clubs, it means more big games against big teams and so more broadcasting money. But for the smaller clubs in the competition, although they get a smaller slice of this increased revenue, they're still going to get an increase. Competitively, it remains to be seen if it's going to prove harder for the smaller clubs to reach the top 24 compared to reaching the top 2 in their group in the current format. And for the clubs and domestic leagues that don't qualify for Europe, it's probably bad news as the bigger clubs in the leagues will now only widen their financial gap even further. Also, in England, for example, if the top five have both a Champions League game and a League Cup match in the same week, then almost certainly they will be more likely to play weakened teams in the domestic cups and devalue them even further due to the huge amounts of money at stake in the Champions League. The last criticism that I've heard about the new tournament is the fact that some people don't like that the drop-downs to the tournament below as a reward for finishing third in the group is now abolished. On the surface, this looks bad for Scottish teams as that is normally the main aim of Champions League participation, finishing third and dropping down to the Europa League. However, having reviewed it, I actually think this is a good change for Scottish teams as well. So in the current format, we play six games and then we try to finish third to get European football after Christmas, which is an extra two games and a knockout tie to reach the last 16. However... In the new league format, we already have the two extra games in the league stage, which are played at the end of January. Therefore, we're already guaranteed those two games, and we're guaranteed football beyond Christmas. And now, instead of aiming for third, we are aiming for the top 24 to then get into the same knockout tie to reach the last 16, albeit it wouldn't be in a lower tournament anymore. I therefore think that the benefit of the drop-downs is already negated by the new format. And furthermore, actually, for Scottish clubs in the two lower competitions, they now no longer run the risk of getting eliminated by a club who has dropped down from a higher quality tournament. So that's the new Champions League format explained as best as I can. If there's anything unclear or you have any questions, then please drop me a comment or a message on Twitter and I'll get back to you that day if I can. So like the posts on the Twitter page, this podcast is free to listen to and I will try to keep up posting as much information and producing as many podcasts as I can for as long as I can. The work takes an awful lot of time though and so if you'd like to support me in my efforts to keep the page and the podcast going, then please do. As a thank you for the work that I do, you can chuck me the price of a cup of coffee through the Kofi donation page. The link will be in the podcast description and it is in the link tree on my Twitter page. Any tips that I receive are genuinely greatly appreciated. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you could subscribe to it and leave the podcast a five-star rating and a positive review. Giving it a rating and retweeting the Twitter posts on a regular basis will help me grow the page following, so I appreciate any help you can give me with that. Thanks very much for listening to me. I hope you've enjoyed it. Look after yourself and up the coefficient. Thanks for listening to Scotland's Coefficient Podcast. The podcast about Scotland's football teams in European competition. Join us next time for more detailed analysis and all things Scotland's coefficients. Coefficient.